Hey, it's Ty coming from the Verona Sports Library. Verona Sports and Spiritual Library here in Verona in my apartment. And I want to thank Anchor and Spotify for having such a wonderful, wonderful site. And thank you so much. Thank you for helping me with get this uh, podcasting on, on the way. Thanks. And God bless. Hey, it's Ty coming from the Sabrina Sports Library. Um, happy to be doing another podcast. Been able to uh, do these podcasts because of Anchor, who has graciously put me on Spotify too. And very, very happy about that. So, anyways, let's get started. Going from coming from the uh, coming from the game that changed. They come from the games that changed the game. By Greg Coast, by uh, Dave Brodjorski, Greg Cosell, and David Plotted. So, in copyright of 2010, and I will be reading from page 139 on up. So, this is going to be series number four, is what I'll be reading. Series number four there, series number four, first, second quarter, 13, sec, 13 minutes, 11 seconds remaining. San Francisco 10, New York 7. All right, San Francisco's defense forced its second turnover of the game when Bruner's deep pass was tipped by Dwight Hicks. Who during the regular season had intercepted nine nine passes and returned them for an NFL best 239 yards. This time, however, the ball landed in the hands of Ryan Lott. The offense took over at its own 32 and once once again, Wallace lined up Clark on the tight end screen, or tight end across from Nate Taylor. And uh Solomon ran a goal route down the sideline, but Haynes had him blanketed. Haynes had him blanketed on a man coverage, so the pass fell incomplete. On second down, Ayers displayed his run blocking chops by turning Kelly inside, creating a hole for Cooper to pick up 10 yards. These were all part of Wallace's scripted plays explained across. And here's why. They were there to help set up our play action. We had to make these running plays work because the play act the play actions looked really dumb without a decent ground game. Look, we weren't a running juggernaut. We didn't have any Runners have gained a lot of a lot of yards, but we did run effectively. We were a we were a movement team, a team that relied on pulling guards, play action. Bill said we weren't going to hit harder than anybody and move quicker than anybody. 
Following Cooper's run, Montana signaled for a timeout and went over to Walsh to make sure he had the correct call for the next play. Not only was the play correct, it was the perfect call. Niners broke the huddle in a balanced set with two backs, two tight ends. There'd be no Dwight Clark lining up close to this time. It was legit tight ends. Young Easton Ramson aligned next to third tackles. Freddie Solomon was San Francisco's only wide receiver on the field. Giants reacted by putting eight men in the box with a single high safety which left Terry Jackson in man-to-man outside coverage against Solomon. Cover one style. Cover one. At first it appeared that New York had guessed correctly. The initial look of the play was an inside run with a line bringing forward, with a line firing forward, as opposed to standing up the pass block. To the Giants, it clearly looked as if a running play was coming. I have to give give special credit to Joe on this one, because he really sold the the idea that he was going to hand off to, to Patton. So vital for a quarterback to have good play action skills. That's what I think. This was even more misleading than these either earlier play fix. Following the snap, Solomon ran in a straight line with no variation on the pattern whatsoever. He simply blew just a much just a much close over Jackson. He simply blew past. The much slower Terry Jackson. Joe delivered the ball right on the money, and Solomon had himself a 58-yard touchdown. Freddie had clearly ran. Freddie had clearly atoned for those two costly clipping penalties he'd committed in the first quarter. Later on, when I when I watched the CBS broadcast, I noticed that their cameraman was so badly fooled as the Giants, he too was convinced the play, he too was convinced the play was a run. So he kept his camera trained on the line of scrimmage and nearly missed the action downfield. By the time he recovered, Solomon was gathering in the pass just a few yards away from the goal line. After the game, Montana told reporters, we had to get respect from their defensive tackles, and that's why we did. We went long. They were playing. They were playing a lot of zone defense. We were guessing right. The score was was the payoff for all the time that Walsh Walsh's team had spent performing this play on the practice field. Even today, Clark will. Clark still remembers his coach. Coach's classroom mantra. He told the receiver, this is the play we're going to run at the time against this defense. You'll be wide open. Or, we're going to use this as in such and such a situation because there'll be man coverage. And we'll leave this guy upon here. I'm sorry, we'll leave this guy open here. He just had such a great ability to look at tape 
come up with other teams' holes and weaknesses, then just start pounding, pounding on them. Sorry about that. Some of this stuff might be a repetitive because they just reread a couple pages, but you know, reality is just that. It's, it's, you can pick up stuff that you can pick up the stuff that you didn't pick up with uh, the first time around. That's that's my that's my learning too because I have to go back and reread stuff and it makes a lot more sense instead of blowing over it. Montana and his teammates. I'm sorry, 49ers series number five, second quarter, 11:40. Six remaining. San Francisco 17, New York 7. Alright, Montana and his, and his teammates barely had time to gulp down their Gatorade before they went back on the field. The Giants fumbled on, the, on their first play from scrimmage, and the Niners' defense recovered, giving the offense terrific field position at the New York 42. Taylor rushed the pocket, but Ayers pulled out and easily shoved him aside, giving Montana more than enough time to hit Young on a 14-yard slant pass. If you look at a lot of the movement we were done, we were doing. Noted cross. It was always the backside guard who was pulling, was pulling, pulling out. Noted. Cross. It was a always oh, okay, I'm sorry, it was always a backside guard who was pulling out. We went full speed, balls to the wall, and by the time we got a guy like LT on play deep the play action, the Giants might have known it was a pass. They believed it could be a run just long enough that we could deal with it. we could deal with them. Already tentative and confused, the Giants defenders could only scratch their heads in disbelief at Walsh's next formation. A TV broadcast announced that John Madden identified it as a four-wide receiver set, but it certainly wasn't what we we, we continuously recognize as a four-wide set up in today in today's NFL. Walsh had had Wilson and backup Mike, please, Mike Schumann? Yeah. Split out as conventional receivers and put Solomon and Clark behind Montana in a two-back set. Oh, my. I can't imagine what most have been going through LT's mind when he saw this. In the end... The play was only a three-yard toss to Salman out of the backfield, but it was yet another different look. One more exotic formation for the New York for New York to worry about. Well, told Madden the night before the game, I'm going to try to hide my players so it'll be tougher for the Giants to play against them. That approach was working flawlessly. During the first half, the Niners featured 
constant backfield movement on their running plays. To create the Niners featured constant backfield movement on their running plays. To create hesitation and indecision, exactly what Walsh wanted from a defense as tentative and quick flowing as that of the Giants. The next play provided a perfect example of this. The Niners came out with Cooper aligned directly behind Montana with Patton offset to the left, favoring Taylor's side. The play appeared as if it would have been a counter away from LT's area. After the snap, left tackle Audic pulled completely across the formation, leading Patton to the right. What I found fascinating was that instead of pairing Audic with fullback Cooper to lead the blocking, the conventional way you run the counter, Walsh had Cooper attack LT head on to prevent him from running Patton down from behind. You just never saw that kind of scheme back then. This was clearly a tactical designed to account specifically for Alfred Taylor. Whoops. Okay. This was clearly a tactic. Reading this again, I guess. Designed to account specifically for Taylor. To, to negate his unique to, to negate, uh, ability to run down ball clip ball carriers be just behind the line of scrimmage. Once the play started, Otta cleared out two giants onto Spring Patton and Ricky a clear path from there and sped the final 25 yards for the touchdown. Walsh went off of a script, and the thing about his scripts were that there was no rhyme or reason as to when they'd run a particular place, and admitted for frustrated Carson. They didn't show tendencies. Montana, Montana kept us off balance. We expected one thing and he'd run another. You had to hold on to your pad and just do your best to defend it. If by, if by the end of their script, they're up by a few touchdowns, then it may have already been too late. It's tough to come back in a playoff game from that far back. After coughing up the ball on successive possessions, the Giants were a little more careful on their next on their next series. Although they burned up nearly five minutes of off the clock, a vital drive a solid, on a solid drive, they were able to close the deal and had to be content with a 48-yard field goal from kicker Joe Dinello, former Packer. San Francisco had more than enough time to tack on another score before halftime, and nearly did. On the second play from scrimmage, 
Here's popped out looking for Taylor again. But LT was in coverage. Montana ran down ran a double pump fake and then completed his pass to Solomon for 17 yards. Joe's fakes were confusing enough. But an additional weapon he used to to torment the Giants was design movements that that consciously varied from the launch point of his passes. They seemed to change on every play. For defense, even as one as good as New York's, this had to be terribly frustrating. It kept their pass rush from generating any kind of run any kind of rhythm or timing. That wasn't the only variable sitting in Montana's, Montana's favor. I think the flexibility that Joe had in 81 worked hand in hand with the West Coast offense, said Clark. The play would be called to go against a certain coverage. If Joe saw that coverage was different before the snap, then he could change the play. Off the off the 75 to 100 plays we'd have in a game, maybe 30% of those had audibles to them. Cross took it as a cross took it a step further. From an improvisational standpoint, when you talk about man, when you talk about Montana. It'd be like commenting on your averaging average comedian to Robin Williams. Joker's Joker riff on the field and improv amazingly. He could take a lot of what Bill wanted to do and sort to put his own spin on it while he was doing it. A run by Cooper was stopped, but after a couple of yards, and Joe threw again. Here successfully Molly blocked the on-rushing Taylor, and Sullivan hauled in a seven-yard pass. Third and one from the 46 suggested that the Niners could run or would run and they did. No trickery this time. From their two back set, Ayers pulled out and Patton provided a lead block. It was your garden variety power running play, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't have picked up big yards without Ramson manhandling Taylor. Wow. He washed LT inside and eliminated him from the play. And eliminated him from the play. Cooper found open space and ran for 20. For Flowers and then finally Larry Flowers finally caught up to him. In, 90, in 1981, the 49ers ranked near the bottom in yards per rush average. But in the playoffs against one of the uh, league's most physical defenses, they were running with surprising efficiency. And one, 
one closing moments, and the closing moments, the Giants kept the Niners from going any further, forcing a 50-yard field goal attempt. It wouldn't have been a challenge even on a dry field. It would have been a challenge even on a dry field. But on Candlestick's slippery surface, Worsing was unable to maintain his footing and slipped as he approached the football. The kick was both wide and short, keeping San Francisco two touchdown lead and unchanged at halftime. Even with missed opportunities, The Niners had to be extremely pleased with what they'd done in the first 30 minutes. Anyone who thought that the glare of playoffs would expose the, four, the uh, fi- finesse 49ers to a trampling by Big Blue had just received a rude wake-up, a rude awakening. Walsh's office was making one of the league's most feared defenses look tentative. Both Clark and Solomon had already accumulated over 100 yards receiving each. San Francisco's running game was average. Nearly, was averaging nearly five yards a carry with its emphasis on sweeps and toss plays. Joe Montana was playing a mistake-free game, and his third three and five-step drops had all but had had all but neutralized New York's ferocious pass rush. The keys, of course, washing. The keys, of course, were shutting down Lawrence Taylor. We slid the offensive lineman to him on this one snap. Then the next, we'd keep it back in to help the left tackle, explained Weiss. Then we lined up in a, a formation so that the tight end was on Taylor's side. He'd either stay in to block or would run through t- Taylor, chip him, then let the, then let the tackle pick him up. We had about three or four different ways to block him. That day, the mistake we'd seen other teams make was settling on just one way to account for him. Then work hard on that in practice. Well, if that approach didn't work on Sunday, you were out of luck. That's why we had so many different schemes to block him that day. It, was, it wasn't simply the multiplicity of the of methods. The 49ers' success stemmed from what they didn't have to sacrifice in order to keep Montana on his feet. Brian Billick put it best. You can always stop one guy, but at what price? Walsh wanted to contain Taylor, and he also wanted to leave his quarterback with enough options to make plays. Well, the Niners accounted for t- frailty in that game without sacrificing any eligible receivers and forced the Giants' defense to have to cover people they normally didn't cover. And that created doubt in their minds. Handling five, re- five receivers in that pattern made their da- job much tougher. 49ers series number one.
third quarter. 12.48 remaining, Giants 24, or Giants, Giants 10, San Francisco 24. Giants had the ball to start the third quarter, but failed to pick up a first down. With one more score, the 49ers would put a stranglehold on the game. They started strongly from their own 36 when Cooper faked the run inside but broke it back around the right end for 14 yards. Then New York's defense made its most important play of the game. Montana dropped back to pass but couldn't escape either Cheater or rookie linebacker Byron Hunt. With both in high pursuit, he forced a throw and was picked up by strong safety ex-Oiler Bill Courier. It was Joe's only significant mistake in the, in the entire game. New York's first play following the turnover Bruner threw a laser, wow, laser between two giant, or two 49er defenders. It ended up in the hands of Giants receiver Johnny Perkins, who quickly broke away and sprinted 59 yards for the touchdown. As poorly as New York had played upon up to this, situ- to this moment, it was back in the game. Two explosive passing plays. That one to Gray, and this one to Johnny Perkins. That one to Gray was, I think, was 78 yards or something like that. And this was 58. I didn't know that Bruner had that kind of armor. They said he uh, threw a laser. Um, but he looks inaccurate, too. 49ers series number two, third quarter, 11 minutes, 13 seconds remaining, San Francisco 24, New York 17. For the first time all afternoon, Candlestick crowd was uneasy. His team had dominated play. But now a rare, rare Montana turnover had allowed the Giants to draw within a touchdown. Ideally, the 49ers wanted to amount a clock-consuming drive that would shift momentum and end up and end up with points. But that didn't happen right away. Although it had taken a while, the defensive coordinator Purcell. Finally got his athletes to start playing up to their reputation. Bill Parcells, that would be. San Francisco began well. San Francisco began well enough when Montana played fake. Then hit Ricky Patton in the flat. Patton got clocked by Terry Jackson, but bounced off and staggered to a first down at the Niners 46. On the next play, Fred Quinlan was whistled for holding and, condi- and conditions for San Francisco's quickly deteriorating from there. All right. Well, 
Well, this is on page 446 at the top. And I'm going to end it there. So we can, uh, we can keep playing. We can keep playing this little game. And, uh, it's fun to look at this stuff because it just, it's just golden to me. You know, and, uh, what a book. Alrighty, well, like I always say, if nobody's told you that they love you today, I do. And I enjoyed reading this for everybody. Working through my uh, stuttering and stammering. And I really thank each and every one of you for listening. Thank you.